What's good, guys? Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast, or welcome to the Run Free Podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, thanks so much for joining us. I am stoked on today's episode, guys. Episode 50, milestone 50, that's a big deal. And uh, this one's called, quote-unquote, Eat More Food. And I'm going to explain why it's quoted, Eat More Food. And then the second part to that is in how to do so without getting fat. <laughs> so I know that's that's a concern. That's what comes to my mind. Like if I'm a runner and I'm eating more food, well, that's that that sounds all good. But how am I going to do that and not be pulling around extra weight with me when I'm out on my next race, my next marathon or half marathon, or in my case, ultra marathon? Ooh, still makes me makes me like quiver just to say those words anyone else like that you say the words ultra and marathon together and just makes you like quiver it's like uh what was that lion king when he says mufasa and every time they do it the little characters like like quiver when he says it's like mufasa Ah." it's like ultra marathon Ah." (laughs) maybe i don't know i'm just i'm new to the, the whole ultra scene so maybe that maybe you get over that eventually i think marathon the word marathon is probably like that for me too when i first um before I ran my first marathon, I was getting into it. But I'm way off track already, guys. Sorry about that. Um, I'm going to hop into today's episode. But before I do so, just a reminder, like this podcast is all about refining our inner game, knowing that what is going on inside of us is going to come out of us when we're out there competing, when we're out there doing our training, and knowing that the best way to run fast is from the inside out. And uh, this is one of our fingers of our five-finger approach to training at Run Free Training. If you're looking for training, races are starting to pop back up. Um, when this podcast comes out, it'll be a week out from my race, which is happening. So there are races starting to go down. So if you're looking for coaching, check out Run Free Training. Um, and we are taking on athletes currently. All right, so today's episode, why is it eat more food in quotation marks? Because that's actually a... Uh, what someone said to me when I was training in Ethiopia. I'll never forget this. And I might have mentioned this on the podcast already. If I did, guys, please forgive me. You know, 50 episodes deep. There's going to be a little bit of overlap every once in a while. Um, But I might have told this story before. But if you haven't heard it, I was overtraining in Ethiopia. It's towards the tail end of my career, maybe like 2015, 2014. And it was when I was starting to get into that kind of like unhealthy, skinny um, state. And I've talked about that before on this podcast you can go back and listen to other episodes on like uh, how to lean out and the right mindset to have when leaning out and i'm going to talk a little bit about that in today's episode as well but anyways i was in this kind of like not super healthy state really skinny training in ethiopia over there with sarah i forget what i was prepping for maybe it was the la marathon and I was at the store and I was going through the checkout of the store in Addis and I remember the checkout lady and most people don't know English over there because um, Ethiopia is never colonized so it's a little bit different you know when you go to say Kenya a lot of Kenyans know English it's taught in their schools um, most people do speak it over there whereas in Ethiopia um, it's not as commonly spoken so I was a little bit surprised that this checkout attendant was actually able to communicate to me and uh, she just looked at me saw the food I was buying and I'm ne- I'll never forget her just looking at me being like eat more food <laughs> still makes me crack up just to think about it but man was she spot on I don't know maybe she was like an angel sent from God or something that I or a prophet 
that I did not listen to, and I wish I would have. But that's why I get to. It's fun for me to get to have these conversations with you all and, and um, get back and help you guys do it right. I didn't do it right in this category. I didn't listen to her advice. I hope you guys will listen to my advice. Take it from me, from the dude who's five foot ten, 127 pounds, and not running well at all at that weight, at my worst at that weight. Um, I was not, I should have taken that advice, just eat more food. And I'm also seeing this as a trend, not just as something I experienced in my pro running career, but now with you know all of our athletes that we onboard at Run Free Training, we have them fill out, and if you guys are athletes, you've done this before, but they fill out this athlete intake form, which is very intense, very thorough look at everything about them as an athlete, and one of the aspects is their nutrition. And we'll have them do a three-day food log, and we go over their food log and make suggestions based on what we're seeing. We try and get them as dialed in as possible with their nutrition that's a big big you know it's one of our fingers is, is the nutrition piece at run free training so a big part of our program and uh i'm seeing this trending a lot with our athletes where a lot of our athletes just aren't taking in enough calories and not at all to bag on our athletes for doing that like i totally understand i was that guy too right like just not taking in enough calories and I remember that was one of the things uh, when I started working with Matt Dixon just on a consulting basis back before I ran 204 in the marathon. I'll never forget him telling me, he's like, if you guys don't know who Matt Dixon is, you can check him out. I think it's like Purple Patch Fitness is his website. Coaches a lot of the best triathletes in the world. Great guy. Um, has a really good handle, not just on... Uh, the coaching aspect and the training aspect but the whole like package right like how to be a healthy individual in general and i'll never forget him telling me he's like i've never met a pro uh, endurance athlete that eats enough food like most are under eating and i found that to be really striking and also like just felt a lot of truth in that as well because that's something that i've observed and i wouldn't you know necessarily go that extreme to say I've never met because I think Sarah does a great job of getting in enough food, getting enough calories and some of my other athletes I coach, I know like they're in a really good spot with their nutrition and they are taking in enough but a lot of the athletes I'm seeing now and we're, we're working through these three day nutrition logs, a lot of the feedback I'm giving is like guys like we got to just take in more calories and I totally understand all the reasons behind behind why oftentimes athletes aren't taking enough calories, which is the next uh, section that I wanna hop into here now. So why do we tend to underfuel? There's a lot of different reasons. Um, I know for myself, a lot of it comes back to like, I was afraid of getting fat. And I think that's probably the case for most athletes because I think most runners wish they were a little bit smaller not everyone but um a good majority of athletes are either trying to lean out or they feel like they're on the bigger end i know like for myself even just being a bigger guy in general even when i was lean like i still felt like i should be smaller like compared to everyone else i felt big and uh so uh, you know when you're eating you, you're uh, i was afraid of putting on weight I actually i was just recalling this before i hit the record button here today it was something a thought that I had when I first started getting into marathoning. So I was, you know, focused on the 5K, the track. My first year running professionally, competing in the World Championships um, in Helsinki that uh, first year, right out of Stanford. And then I was starting to play with longer distance stuff. I did the 20K and set the American record, and then um, 
I was starting to look like I was going to go in the direction of the marathon. And I remember very distinctly having a conversation with my agent um, at the time was Ray Flynn. And we're talking about potentially trying out a marathon and getting into the marathon. And I remember having this conversation with him and getting off the phone and just being like, oh man, I'm going to have to really start to like dial in my nutrition here. Cause like I knew like I tended to be a bigger runner and I was like, I'm gonna have to start eating a lot less and fueling a lot less and get a lot smaller. And lucky, luckily for me, I wasn't able to have the quote unquote self-discipline to do that. So like I continued to just kind of eat and fuel myself um, as I would normally when I was training for the 5k, which ended up being the winning formula and it it ended up being the right like for a while there when I was running professionally and at the top of U.S. uh, marathoning I honestly thought part of the reason why like I was the fastest marathoner in America was simply because I was eating more food than any other American marathoners that I was around at the time like I just I always had a big appetite from the time I was a kid and I'd have a hard time like not filling myself up and that actually like worked to my advantage and I looking back on it now I would even echo that same feeling that I had when I was running that I was I was good because I was fueling myself really really well so it's really important that we have this conversation of like we need to be taking in more calories and of course like it's a balancing act and i totally get it like you want to be at as light a weight as you can be at and still be strong right so the goal is not as light as possible the goal is as strong and fast as possible and then you gotta just find like what number is that for you on the scale or what how do you how do you get to that point right before your biggest marathon and i've done a whole podcast on that um, previously so you can go back and listen to a podcast i think it's right before the how to lean out podcast so if you scroll back through you can check out that podcast on like how to um, find your optimal race weight so that's kind of a I don't want to get too far off on that bunny trail. But I think oftentimes the reason why we don't eat enough food is because we're afraid of getting fat. And so we have to shift our mindset um, to – I remember Sarah telling me this in Europe when we were training over there as pro uh, pro track runners my first year out. And she's like, listen, like the goal – because I was kind of struggling with like my nutrition and my weight – and I feel like I was a little bit heavy and I needed to lean out and I was kind of struggling finding that sweet spot and just kind of frustrated, you know. And I remember she's telling me like like the goal should be to eat as much as possible without putting on weight at this stage in the race, right? So um, that was helpful for me in that like I wasn't trying to eat as little as possible. I was actually trying to eat as much food as possible without putting weight on. So you – you know, we're all in different spots, right? In terms of our body health and do we need to lose weight or gain weight? Or are we at a good, healthy weight? Like we're all kind of like on our own journey in our own different spots. But I think having this mindset of like, and I'm gonna get into this uh, more on the mindset things later on in this podcast, but having more of the mindset of like, how much food can I eat without putting on weight is kind of a really good way to look at it rather than like, let's see how little I can eat today. Cause that is just not a fun place to be at. And I've been there so, so many times, you know, like so many seasons of my running where that, that felt like it was my goal. Luckily, like I wasn't good at it. Cause 
uh, when I did get good at it and I did have the self-discipline to eat very little amount of food is when like my body broke down, when my energy was really low and when I was running at my all-time worst. So I want to help you guys kind of not make that mistake, right? And find that that weight that you're strong and healthy at and to, to shift your perspective on food, all right? And not be afraid of getting fat because I found it for myself um, this was interesting for me to kind of learn post pro running was how much I could eat and not put on weight. Like you can eat a lot of food as long as those are clean calories, right? I know there's like a lot of debate and back and forth on like calories in is calorie out is all that matters. Doesn't matter if it's a clean calorie or a quote unquote dirty calorie. You know, dirty calorie could just be like sugar, like high, you like a bad kind of fat fried food, for example would be like a dirty dirty food quote unquote dirty food um so there's a lot of kind of back and forth but what i found for myself is like if i'm eating clean like i can stuff myself on like sweet potatoes and salmon and veggies and like eat till like i'm more than full and i won't even put on weight on that kind of diet so i think the type of calorie really does make a difference and logically to me it just makes a lot of sense right like how your body process plain sugar is way different than how it's going to process say like oatmeal both are carbs both eventually end up in the same place but well maybe not in the same place but they both like kind of do the same thing for your body but they do a lot different things with your blood sugar with your insulin and um and i think they can have a tendency to go towards fat a lot more so depending on when you take in that carbohydrate and what type of carbohydrate that is so we're going to get into all this stuff so i don't want to um, overwhelm you guys off the bat but just know this like you don't need to be afraid of getting fat if you're like filling up on good whole foods and i've said this before on the podcast like my general rule of thumb for diet is like just eat as close to how god made it as possible and if you're doing that, like you're, the likelihood of you getting fat is like very, very small. You might put on like a pound here or there, but like you're not gonna put on a lot of bad fat, right? So um, focusing on the foods you can eat and focusing on trying to make those foods as nutritious and satiating as possible is a great goal to have. Um, so the second point of like why we underfuel is just this mindset of like thinking that lighter is faster. And, you know, I, I kind of already talked about that, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. But, um, you know, that is certainly not the case for every single one of us. There's a point at which like if you get lighter, it's not helpful anymore. You're actually going to be weaker. And, and also, too, you're just kind of a ticking time bomb. And when you get down to these really light weights, it's why like guys in the Tour de France, like they time it so that they're at their lightest right during the Tour de France. And then they put on weight after that race, right? So it's like they're not sitting at a super lean, super lightweight all year round, right? So um, really important that we do not buy into this mindset of like the goal is just to get as light as possible because um, that is not, not the truth. So we want to find the weight that you're you're strong and healthy at. All right. So uh, another reason why we underfuel is a lot of people just aren't hungry, and I've experienced this before. Have athletes who are experiencing this where um, 
you know they just especially in the summer months when it's hot out you're just like your appetite just goes down right so um that that can be a reason why a lot of athletes aren't getting enough calories so if that's you what i always recommend to our athletes who are having a hard time just taking in enough calories is that's when you kind of go in search of liquid calories so what kind of liquid calories um you know like juice is a great thing to go to post-workout um i'm a big fan of that i mean juice is higher sugar so i'm not a huge fan of juice just like throughout the day but right after workout is a great time to have juice um other good forms of um, carbohydrate just maltodextrin it's a complex carbohydrate it's it's a powder you can get it on amazon doesn't taste like anything sits really well in your stomach um and yet is a complex carbohydrate which is a good thing in terms of how much energy it's going to supply to you for how long so we want to avoid trying uh, spiking your blood sugar and you can also do this guys by making smoothies right with um uh, veggies fruits um and then adding fat to it will slow down the absorption of those calories saying juice it's a high sugar food right but if you add fat to it it makes it lower glycemic so like the glycemic index how quickly things um, spike your blood sugars can be easily manipulated in the fact that if you just add uh, protein and fat to that it's going to slow down how quickly those carbohydrates get into your system so we do want to avoid spiking your blood sugar so you can just add healthy fats coconut oil almond butter um, sarah's allergic to peanuts that's why i always say almond butter um, but fats like that can help to slow down the absorption of those carbohydrates so if if you just have a hard time taking in calories um, I would go the liquid route and start adding some calories to your diet that way. Obviously, protein shakes, things like that are easy to drink, easy to get down, aren't super filling. Even if you're not hungry, you can easily add in those calories. Um, a lot of people that just don't know what to eat, um, that can be problematic for people and why they underfuel. And, uh, you know, we have some videos on our, our run free YouTube channel. If you want to check out like what I used to eat a day in the life of, uh, what I ate when I was running professionally you can check out that video there. We'll give you some, uh, a visual of what kind of foods I'd eat, but really like just fine. You just need to find what works for you. And I think it's fine. Like, obviously you want some variety in your diet, right? But like when I was running professionally, uh, three of my snacks a day were pretty much the same snack every single day. And it was like oatmeal was pretty much like my go-to snack. And I'd put different things in there, different flavorings. Sometimes I'd add some protein powder to it and nut butter. Um, but for the most part, is like I just ate a ton of oatmeal, which is a really great carbohydrate source and something you can just kind of eat throughout the day. And it's easy, right? Like I would make little packets and when I'm traveling on the road, I'd bring a hot cup, little packets of oatmeal that I'd just make myself, put them in baggies. And then, you know, I'd go get it, Starbucks, hot water, get it from there mix it in my um my container my hot cup and then i have oatmeal as a snack on the road so it, it travels easy that's just like an easy one to go to so just find like something that you enjoy eating and then it's okay to like put that on repeat and just go with that for a while and we'll try to get some more videos too of other kind of snack options if you guys are looking for um, other things to fill out your diet so another reason why guys don't fuel enough um 
is a lot of people just aren't aware that they are under fueling. And that's where like, I think having our athletes do this three day food log is, is not only insightful for us as coaches and helpful for us in helping them, um, dial in their nutrition more but it's also helpful for the athlete just to be like oh whoa like i had no idea i was only eating like 1400 calories a day um oftentimes your your body regulates itself so well right so like whatever you do for a long period of time like your body your metabolism is just going to shift and it's going to get used to whatever you're doing all the time so if you're used to eating 1400 calories a day pretty soon like your body's gonna be like okay like this is how it is and i'm just gonna you know down regulate my metabolism and stop getting hungry and stop giving those cues that hey i need more food and pretty soon like it just feels normal for you to only eat 1400 calories a day so um keeping a food log like we have our athletes just use my fitness pal free app on your phone super easy to have most foods on there um just every once in a while just checking in on your nutrition can be super super helpful just so you get a glimpse of you know, what's my percentage of protein to carb to fat that I'm eating throughout the day? What's the breakdown of how many uh, calories I'm getting in each meal? And it's just really, really insightful. So if you have not tracked your food, I don't think, you know, that has to be a weird thing. I think that can be a very helpful tool for athletes to use from time to time. And I think it's a little overwhelming to try and do that all the time. Uh, But just doing it like whenever you feel like you need it and maybe like on a monthly basis just to check in and make sure that your nutrition is where you think it is because sometimes how we think we're eating and how we're actually eating and like the macros that we're hitting and the amount of calories in a day we're getting are actually like two very different things. So awareness is always the beginning of change, right? So sometimes you don't even know you need to do anything about um, your nutrition if you're not tracking it and paying attention to it. So that's a, that's a huge step. Um, a lot of people too, they're just too busy um, is a, another reason why they tend to underfuel. And I get that too, you know, now like being a dad and driving all over the place, it takes a lot more planning on my part to like have my snacks with me, make sure that like, yeah, it, it, it's all in the planning, right? Like having snacks that are portable, they're tasty that you look forward to and then just having a schedule with it like is really really helpful for me and what i did when i was running professionally and now that i'm into um, weightlifting and bodybuilding and stuff is like i i just i know like every day at seven o'clock in the morning i'm eating breakfast at like 9 30 i'm gonna have a snack 12 o'clock i'm having lunch three o'clock i'm having a snack six o'clock dinner nine o'clock before bed i'm having another snack and like that's just like my routine my rhythm so having this eating schedule is super super helpful so and once you get on the schedule it it can be difficult to get on it but once you get on the schedule and then once you are planning your snacks out and you have portable healthy snacks around you all the time it becomes very easy to um, not be too busy to eat all right so let, let's now kind of transition into like how do we correct under fueling so how do we start eating more without adding weight because like i'm with you guys like i don't like increasing my calories if i'm just like picturing like man i'm gonna start eating more food and then i'm gonna start getting soft and pulling around extra weight when i'm running like that is not sound fun or good or helpful you know so 
But I think it really, for people who are underfueling, you should notice a big difference in how you're feeling um, throughout the day and then also in your workout. So I think it is important that if you are one of those people who just does not get enough calories, and what do I mean by like, like how do you know if you're one of those people? We should address that. I think, you know, whenever I see an athlete who's running like it, at all really and i see him under 2000 calories for a day like to me like that's that's a bit of a red flag and you know when you start dipping way under that even it's even more of a red flag obviously like everyone burns a different amount of calories depending on your body size um your metabolism plays into it like there's all these things playing to how many calories we burn in a day but i really think like if you are training and you're not getting in 2,000 calories a day, you're probably under fueling. Like, and if not, like you should at least take a good close look at it to make sure that's not the case. And, and also guys, like a lot of training is all self-experimentation, right? So this might be one of those things, you just play with this and you're like, well, am I under fueling or not? Like, I don't know, I'm not convinced, you know, after listening to this episode that I'm under fueling and but what do you have to lose, especially at this stage with like no, well, not a lot of races happening right now. Um, what do you have to lose by trying to slowly increase how much you're eating and see how you feel? See if your workouts start getting better. See if your energy starts getting better throughout the day. And then if it doesn't, you know, after you have to give it time though, right? With any experimentation, like you got to give it a good three weeks to a month, I think is even better and see like if you, if you notice feeling better or not and see what happens to your weight you know that is something you should track which i'll get into here in a second but really um you know what do you have to lose by experimenting so that's what i encourage you if you're not sure if you're under feeling not like i would i would say let's try this protocol out that i'm about to lay out for you guys and just see what happens so how do we add food calories to our diet so this is what I'd start with. My suggestion is that we start with adding carbs pre and post workout. So surrounding our workouts with extra carbohydrates more than we're usually taking. Like that energy is just going to go towards fueling your workouts more. Like you're just going to get a better workout when you have more fuel on board, more fuel to burn. Like you can go harder. I just gave a class on uh, pain management in a webinar and that was like one of the tips I gave them. Like, listen, if you wanna be able to push through pain, like the first thing is you gotta have enough calories on board. So like for myself, like this is made so evident and so real to me when I'm in the weight room. If I'm on a cut and I'm losing weight, I just can't push myself that hard in the weight room and I'm doing the same exact lifting routine and I like won't really be getting sore and not seeing a lot of growth. And uh, compared to when I'm in a caloric surplus, then all of a sudden I'm doing the same exact routine. I'm getting super lit, really sore afterwards, sore for like days and days and like getting in a really good pump, like just and feeling really fiery in the weight room too, right? Like loving it, being like, oh, this feels so good, pushing myself so hard and my motivation is way up. Like everything changes when I have enough calories on board, right? Um, so I think this is a great place to throw in some extra carbs and make sure those are simple carbs because you don't want to mess up your stomach. And so, you know, simple carbs can be like white bread. I like sourdough bread beforehand. Um, even like, you know, I talked about juice. That can be a good time to take in some juice, some liquid um, carbohydrates that you wouldn't typically take in throughout the rest of your day. 
pre-workout and even intra-workout is another great place to kind of add some carbohydrates because you're just like i said you're going to burn these calories up the likelihood of these calories going towards fat is pretty minimal like unless you're in a pretty if you're if you're in a caloric surplus already and then you throw in extra calories then of course yeah like the chances of these calories spilling over into fat is slightly higher but i would even say like when you're taking in calories really close to workouts and really close after workouts and during workouts like the chances of those calories spilling over into fat are just really really minimal so let's start there with adding some kind of simple calories simple carbohydrates um, pre intra and post workout so if you've added those in and then you want to take it to the next level and real quick guys um kind of the protocol that I suggest for our athletes and I would suggest to you guys is you just start with like one thing per week, right? So maybe you add in carbs just pre-workout or just post-workout or just intra-workout for the first week and you maybe and and make it a small amount. So I'm talking about like depending on your body size, 100 to 200 calories of carbohydrate, extra carbohydrate, 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 <laughs> extra carbohydrate that you would not be taken in so you're adding an extra right um do that the first week and then if you're not noticing a big shift in either your weight or how you're feeling then you add in 100 to 200 calories more than that either before workout intro workout or after workout so it's kind of like week by week you're just increasing by like 200 calories per day of carbohydrate to start with um, so then like the next week if you still want to keep increasing your calories still continue to see if you can also bring your metabolism up because this is the other thing too guys i see um, with a lot of athletes is they're eating such a low amount of calories that it becomes impossible for them to lose any more weight because they're gonna have to like literally go into starvation mode to eat less calories than they're already eating and their body's already like holding on to every single calorie it gets because it's in starvation mode so a lot of our athletes that come in with really low calories even if their goal is weight loss we will actually have them like slowly follow this protocol slowly increase their caloric load over the next two months and get their metabolism revving again because like i'll get to the point where i'm lifting and i'm eating four to five thousand calories a day and i'm not putting on any weight at all because my metabolism is just used to that amount of calories but then it makes it super super easy to lose weight when I slowly reduce my calories and I'm on like 3,000 calories a day and losing a lot of weight on, a, that's a pretty high amount of calories for a guy who's five foot 10 and yet I'm losing a whole bunch of weight. So sometimes the path to losing weight, actually you need to eat more food, get your metabolism going, re-engaged re if you will, in order to be able to lose that weight that you're trying to lose. All right, so um, if you've added in those calories, pre-workout, intra-workout, post-workout. And then the next step, so the next week, I, I would recommend adding some slow-burning protein into your nutrition pre-bed. I love, I love to have our athletes eating um, slow-burning protein right before they go to sleep because we all know like how important sleep is. That's another one of our five fingers that run free training. And 
it's when our body does all its, um, not all, but it's when it does a majority of its repairing our musculature, right? So like we're stressing ourselves through our training, we're breaking down muscle tissue, and then we're building it back up for the most part while we're sleeping. So we want to give our body the building blocks it needs to rebuild itself. And by rebuild itself, it do, I'm not talking about like putting on muscle, right? Like in order to put on muscle, you got to be in a caloric surplus, like a big caloric surplus and be eating like a lot of protein. And like for our athletes kind of, uh, I don't, I don't usually like giving out numbers just because I like our athletes to be more intuitive eaters, but I'm kind of typically looking for about one gram of protein per uh, pound of body weight for our athletes. And I know that's, slightly higher than most would recommend but i think for athletes super super important and when i personally had a lower protein diet like i was not strong at all muscularly wise like and wasn't running well at all and was craving protein like crazy but i was trying to like only take in 20 grams because that's all your body can absorb and that did not work for me at all so i like our athletes to try and get up to like one gram per pound of body weight um, which you don't have to work super hard to do that. So if, but if you are on that lower end, you're not getting up to, uh, you know, say if you weigh 120 pounds, if you're not getting up to 120 grams of protein per day, a great place to add that in is pre-bed. And guys, protein is like the hardest thing for your body to convert to fat out of all the macros between fat, between carbohydrate and protein, like protein is the hardest one for your body to turn into fat. So the likelihood if you add in some pre-bed protein, slow-burning protein, um, the likelihood of that spilling over into fat is really, really minimal. So what are those kind of slow-burning proteins? Um, casein powder, um, you can find that on Amazon, wherever protein powder is sold. Um, steak is another slow-burning protein. Cottage cheese is another one. And there's, I'm sure there's more out there that you guys can um, look into and look up. But for me, I just like mix in some casein protein powder into some Greek yogurt. And that's like my pre-bed jam. I hit that almost every single night. And in terms of amount, it's going to vary from person to person based on their body. Um, weight and then also how many grams of protein they're getting in their overall day but generally speaking like 20 to 30 grams pre-bed is a good kind of range to be in all right so that'd be kind of like week you know two three four depending on like if you decide to you know put in those carbohydrates pre-workout and then the next week add in post-workout and then the next week add in intro work out and then week four would be adding in the protein and then the next week um this would be for people if you ever wake up hungry in the night does that ever happen to you guys i know like when i was running professional i'd wake up hungry almost every single night and this is actually a great time to eat um, like i said this is when our body's restoring itself repairing itself and if you're waking up hungry it's probably needing more nutrients than you are currently giving it so even when i was losing weight and running professionally i'd still get up eat in the night my my go-to snack was like i'd get a mug 
I'd put some cereal in there, some like healthy cereal, put on some protein powder in there, a little bit of nut butter on my spoon, add some cashew milk, and that was kind of like my middle of the night snack. And that also just helped me go back to sleep really quickly as well. So it kind of um, improved my sleep quality as well as gave me some extra nutrients to take in in the middle of the night and give my body those building blocks, as, building blocks it needs to get stronger. All right, um, so then the next thing I'd recommend for the next week um, is just to continue to add in more protein. And a lot of this, it starts to get a little bit hazy here, guys, because it depends on what your current diet is currently at. So if you're on like a low-carb diet and you're open to putting in more carbs into your diet, then I suggest this week is when you just start filling in a little bit of extra carbohydrate in your meals in your snacks again just small changes so just increasing by 200 300 maybe 400 calories of carbohydrate per day and not like every day three to four hundred more than you did the last day it's like for the whole week it's like that day was 300 more and then the same amount for the next seven days right um so like if you're a low carber and you're you're okay with adding in carbohydrate that's what i encourage you to do because carbohydrates going to be like in my mind it's like your energy source right but teach their own like i have mad respect for people who are on the low carb thing and that works for them and i'm not going to like try and talk you off that you know like if that's your jam like like i'm i'm behind you uh with that but if you are open to adding carbohydrates i would add carbohydrate if you're not then i'd continue just to kind of scatter in some more protein um throughout the day protein is the only macro that we don't um store right so we store carbohydrate in our muscles in our liver we store um fat as fat we don't store protein so we need to be taking in protein every three hours i think is is ideal like i like to look at as like an iv drip that's going into my system so that would be the next step for you guys um uh, yeah so and, and you can just keep driving this up guys like um as as you see fit like just continue to pay attention to the scale if you are if you can do that without getting too heady and i know like sometimes this scale could get in my head a little bit and be um not encouraging for me and not helpful for me but i think in this experiment it might be helpful for you to get on the scale the key to um, getting on the scale successfully is to not make like don't judge change from day to day so you know like your body weight it's crazy how much it can vary from morning to morning and then obviously you want to weigh yourself the same exact time i would always weigh myself i'd get up use the restroom and then weigh myself the same way same clothes like same everything every single morning so you're trying to eliminate as many variables as possible but i think it is helpful to observe your weight so then that way like if it's not changing then you know like okay i'm good and i can keep adding calories in and just keep adding in those calories until like you notice either you're not feeling hungry well like I said, hunger can be a little bit confusing at times in the summer months, especially. And also for people who are training hard, it can be um, very difficult sometimes because that will take away your appetite and you need to force yourself to eat. But 
it can be super helpful just be on the scale daily but just you're looking at trends from week to week not changes from day to day because based on the training you did the last day based on your hydration level like your body weight will change from day to day and so you got to be able to look at that and just not freak out about it it's helpful to just be an outside observer of that you know treat this almost as if you would a science experiment and be like i'm gonna try just trying to drive my metabolism up i'm gonna try fueling myself a little bit more and just see how my energy feels and really just treat this thing like an experiment and it it is it will be helpful actually if you guys keep a journal and you just write in like how i'm feeling my energy like throughout the day like do i have those like afternoon lulls where i feel really tired or am i good in the afternoon how have my workouts been feeling how's my energy how's the number on the scale how are my clothes fitting you know like because like there is a chance you can put on weight in this protocol but i'd say that this protocol is the best way to minimize the amount of weight gain and on that note if you are like a low carber and you are adding in carbohydrate to your diet you are definitely going to notice a change in the number on the scale but it's almost all going to be water weight initially like i can lose 10 pounds of weight in a week but it's just by cutting carbohydrates out of my diet completely because your body your muscles they hold glucose right which is sugar and that glucose binds to water in your muscle and so you're going to actually be holding uh, water in your muscles more so when you have carbohydrates in your system compared to when you don't so like bodybuilders talk about this all the time like you don't they don't go into bodybuilding competitions totally carb depleted because their muscles will be quote unquote flat right so they don't want flat muscles so they actually like eat a decent amount of carbs so they're filling up their muscular water without like they just don't want a lot of water between their skin and their muscle which is a whole different subject and not relevant at all to what we're talking about so i will not get into that but um yeah so just know that like if you're a low carber don't freak out like if you do put on some weight it's likely to be water weight um and then just see how you feel like that is really the gold standard like the number on the scale is it's really only giving you an idea of what you should be at when you're feeling good in training when you're racing at your best it's like giving you an idea of like okay this is a good when i'm here i'm in a good spot right it's not it's not a goal right like we're never like try to get down to 127 pounds for me like that was a bad approach to it like if my approach was like okay i'm just going to be at the weight i'm the strongest and fittest at then i'm at 137 and i'm good um so really really important guys that we do not get too married to that scale, but we get more married to how am I feeling? How's my workout quality? How is my energy throughout the day? That's really you know what we're after. And if those things are good, you're gonna race super well off that. So I hope this has been helpful, guys. Um, like I said, this can just be a really fun kind of self-experimentation. And like I said, it can be a way to, if you need to lose weight, if you need to lean out, sometimes you got to get your metabolism going and get it revving 
um, so that you can, when you decrease the calories from that, like your body will actually lose weight and stop holding on to every calorie you're giving it. And really like the reason behind doing all of this behind, um, fueling yourself more is obviously to provide energy for your body to use in your workouts. But then also guys, there's just this huge component of like all the nutrients that come when we're eating, you know, foods as close to how God made them as possible. All the vitamins, the nutrients that come in those foods that are so, so helpful that keep us from getting really low in things like uh, iron, for example. Like if you're not eating enough food, um, it's been very difficult to meet your iron requirements for the day. So um, that's why, that's really why I wanted to have this discussion is like, in order to give our bodies everything it needs to perform well, we can't be at a super low caloric number. Otherwise, it's just impossible to provide all those nutrients unless you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars on supplements. But then even then, like I don't think you're gonna have the energy to have really high level workouts and races. So I hope this has been helpful, guys. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I hope you guys can fuel yourself really well over the coming weeks as races start to pop back on the schedule and uh, you guys just crush some uh, the, these last months of summer training, the last month of summer training before we get into some cooler temps and back into the fall road running scene. All right, guys, until next time, happy training.